In the human body, the kidneys play a vital role in the removal of waste and excess fluid. They are responsible for eliminating the acid produced by the cells and ensuring a harmonious equilibrium of water, salts, and essential minerals within the bloodstream. These remarkable organs work tirelessly to maintain the body's internal balance. But what happens when they fail? Many of us may have heard about the concept of living with one kidney. This concept is entirely feasible, and a substantial number of people are currently leaving their lives with just a single kidney. This phenomenon can be attributed to three primary reasons. Firstly, some people are born with just one kidney, a condition known as renal agenesis. Others are born with two kidneys, but only one functions well. This is known as kidney dysplasia. Secondly, a person may have undergone surgery to remove one kidney, often as a treatment for an injury or a disease like cancer. And lastly, choosing to be a kidney donor to save someone's life will inevitably leave you with just one kidney. While it's technically possible to survive on just one kidney, it's crucial to stay as healthy as possible to avoid any problems or complications. Because our kidneys are essential for keeping us alive, it's not surprising that a kidney failure can lead to serious situations that require immediate medical attention, like getting a kidney transplant. Now here's where things get complicated. According to the National Kidney Foundation of Singapore, the average waiting period for a kidney transplant is approximately eight years. And currently, there are over 400 individuals patiently awaiting a cadaver renal transplant, which in layman terms, means they are waiting for organs to be retrieved from brain-dead individuals. This principle extends beyond just kidneys. It encompasses other vital organs such as the heart, lungs, liver, or any life-saving organ that can potentially give patients a second chance at life. Nevertheless, the most significant challenge lies in the scarcity of available donors. This unfortunate reality can force many individuals into a distressing predicament, leaving them with no other choice but to turn to illegal means to meet their needs. This creates a breeding ground for those with malicious intent, a business opportunity to exploit the desperation and vulnerability of others for their sinister gains. You're listening to Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast brought to you by Mediacorp and produced by 1UP Media. This episode contains scenes of graphic imagery and violence. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the dark underbelly of the black market, where a life-saving organ takes on an astonishing worth, fetching prices upwards of a million US dollars. In this hidden world, the urgent pleas of those in need are overshadowed by heartless dealings focused on making money. The organ trade operates secretly, and it fuels a grim business where human organs are treated like mere commodities, traded and sold for profit. But unfortunately, the donors rarely reap the rewards of their sacrifice. We've all heard of the famous Taiwanese night markets, also known as Ye Shi in Chinese. One of the most famous night markets in Taiwan is the Taoyuan Tourist Night Market, situated on Zhongzhen Road in Taoyuan District. Every day as the sun sets, the once quiet traffic lanes and alleys along Zhongzhen Road come alive. 
Illuminated by a kaleidoscope of colorful lights, these bustling lanes become the epitome of entertainment and relaxation. But there is another type of night market that remains largely unknown: a place called the organ night market. It's no surprise that very few people know about its existence. The place only welcomes individuals who are either trying to sell their organs for money or looking to buy human organs. Yet in the winter of 2022, a man who went by the name of Awe found himself embroiled in a chilling ordeal. His intentions were far from seeking a quick means to earn cash, nor did he have any interest in buying any organs. Sadly, he found himself ensnared in one of Taiwan's most infamous scam methods, becoming an unwitting victim. It's early November 2022, and Awe was feeling flustered. His anticipation was due to the lingering stress of his ongoing job search. You see, the global market conditions at the time proved challenging, and securing employment had become an arduous task, leaving him increasingly desperate to find a glimmer of hope in his uncertain future. It was during this precarious moment that a message from Sia, his former schoolmate, appeared on his phone screen. To Awe's surprise, Sia's message served as a beacon of hope, a ray of light cutting through the somber clouds of uncertainty. Having heard about his plight, she extended a lifeline, offering him a job and a chance at a fresh start. Filled with gratitude for the newfound opportunity, he eagerly engaged in a conversation with Sia. And as the conversation progressed, Sia revealed more about the job's nature. According to various media outlets, she mentioned that the position required him to relocate to Cambodia, where he would be compensated with a monthly salary of approximately two thousand U.S. dollars. The exact nature of his duties within the job remained enigmatic, shrouded in mystery. But despite this, the allure of a stable income and the prospect of a fresh beginning in a foreign land held a captivating appeal that was difficult for Awe to resist. Yet the lack of clear details and the unfamiliar territory gave rise to a sense of trepidation. Awe found himself at a crossroads. He knew that he had to make a choice: either reject the offer and stay unemployed, or accept the offer to have a chance of a brighter future. On November fourth, twenty twenty-two, Xie had arranged a meeting with a former classmate Awe in Taoyuan. Though they labeled it as a school reunion, the dynamics were far from ordinary. Since they were classmates in their primary school years, and now being in their late twenties, Awe might have found the meeting to be filled with awkwardness and unfamiliarity. Nevertheless, he set out that evening to meet her. Approaching the venue, he realized that it was a bar. Awe, it's been ages since we last saw each other. I've been eager to catch up. Let's sit down and have a drink together," Sia exclaimed with a smile, her eyes gleaming with excitement. Hesitant but willing to engage in a heartfelt conversation, Awe nodded and took a seat. As they settled into the cozy corner of the bar, Sia wasted no time in placing an order for a full bottle of rice wine. The bottle glistened under the dim lights, exuding a warm and inviting aura. As the night unfolded, Awe and Sia found themselves surrounded by laughter and camaraderie. The rice wine also flowed freely, 
and time seemed to slip away unnoticed as Aoi indulged in the warmth of their reunion. This might sound like the classic bar tale that many of us find familiar. Starting with a single bottle, then another, then another, and before we know it, we eventually find ourselves on the floor. Awe couldn't resist the allure of the rice wine, reaching for more glasses as the night wore on. Meanwhile, Sia might have seized the opportunity to share captivating tales of Cambodia, regaling Awe with the wonders of an overseas job and the alluring employee benefits that came with it. Awe couldn't help but feel a slight flutter of excitement. However, with each passing glass of rice wine, Sia's words seemed to grow deeper and slower until they eventually stopped. Sia had ulterior motives for this rendezvous, and Awe had unknowingly stumbled into the realm of a treacherous predator. You see, 29-year-old Sia was dubbed by many Taiwanese media outlets as the Scorpion Lady, and the Scorpion Lady was affiliated with a notorious criminal syndicate known as the Snakehead Gang. The term snakehead is often used to describe individuals who are involved in facilitating illegal migration from China. However, the term is also associated not only to illegal migration, but also to a wider range of criminal activities. Before Awe had passed out from the alcohol, Sia had artfully enticed him with a promising job offer. As an added perk, she claimed that the company was generous enough to cover the cost of his mandatory full health checkup. This gesture seemed quite reasonable, especially given the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, during which health precautions were of utmost importance. But it turns out that Awe's full health checkup was not a precautionary measure due to the pandemic. It was an organ screening. Records state that after Awe had passed out, Xie handed him over to the members of the Snakehead Gang. As a reward for her part in the sinister scheme, she was paid about 10,000 new Taiwan dollars, slightly more than 300 US dollars. In reality, Xie was not a friend looking out for Awe, but a devious con woman. The true extent of her devious actions remain unknown, as no one can say for certain how many victims she has ensnared. But observing how quickly she conned Awe, one can't help but suspect that she may have preyed upon numerous unsuspecting victims in the past. Regardless, the Snakehead Gang now had their hands on an unconscious Awe. And if he doesn't wake up soon, he might never wake up again. With Awe now in the custody of the gang, they first brought him to a motel before taking him on a series of journeys to various banks in Sinchu and New Taipei City. The intent was to open savings accounts under his name and hopefully siphon money out of his other accounts. However, their cunning plan was met with failure. The bank tellers quickly discerned that Awe was in an intoxicated state and refused to open any accounts. Unfazed by their initial setback, Sia and her accomplices pressed forward with another sinister plan. Logging on to the messenger platform Telegram, the gang set up anonymous accounts and were ready to send out ads. They used the term car dismantler and started sending a list of their services to various telegram groups associated with Vice. This seemingly innocuous label was, in reality, code for organ harvesters. 
Within the black market, illegal organ harvesting stands as one of the most notorious services. And due to its illegal nature, it operates with very few medical safety measures in place during the operation. One of the most common techniques to extract an organ is known as the human refrigerator procedure. It begins by sedating a victim with loads of depressants like alcohol or drugs. Then, a scalpel is used to slice through the victim's abdomen, leaving wide, raw incisions. The organs are then carefully removed, placed into an icebox, and ready to be sold. As horrifying as it sounds, the reality is even worse, as the victim remains alive and sometimes even fully conscious throughout the operation. When they eventually wake up, they are left to endure indescribable horrors. In some cases, the wounds inflicted during an organ extraction are left untreated, and the victim wakes up in an ice bath with an open, gaping abdomen. In other cases, the wounds might be stitched up, but the victims are subjected to excruciating pain as they struggle to bear the physical and emotional trauma inflicted upon them. In a matter of minutes after putting the ad out, a deal was made. An anonymous buyer, willing to pay a sum of close to 90,000 US dollars for Awe's organs, was said to meet them tonight in an abandoned parking lot. For the Snakehead Gang, this was a golden opportunity to get rich. But for Awe, his life now hung in the balance. That's coming up in the next episode. Heinous, an Asian true crime podcast, is brought to you by MediaCorp and produced by 1UP Media. This episode was produced and written by Yo Guang Jin with audio engineering by Ethan Sam. Special thanks to executive producer Danny Cordy from MediaCorp. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next one.